Hello, and welcome back to the Adventures in Marketing podcast. I am your host, Gwen Montoya. I am so glad that you're joining me today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for giving it a shot. If you are a return listener, thank you for coming back. If you haven't left me a review and you like the podcast, please do that. If you're not subscribed yet, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that you get notifications when new podcasts come out. So today I want to talk about crowdfunding. And this is a topic that comes up often in small business circles. And I think part of the reason it comes up so often is that it seems really easy. You just ask people for money and they give you money and it's kind of magic and then that's crowdfunding. And I really wish that that was the case. I mean, sometimes it is. Sometimes people have incredible luck with crowdfunding and they kind of do it off the cuff and it works for them. But in most instances, the things that I see with crowdfunding, the reasons they don't work is because they're not set up for success. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. There's also a blog post version of this that I will link in the notes for you that has a ton of resources. It doesn't make sense for me to say the websites, obviously, because you can't click on them by hearing my voice. So those are all in the written blog post version that I wrote um, for the Mob Nation, which is the mom-owned business alliance. So I will put a link to that in the show notes, and then you can just go pop over there and get all of the extra ideas. Um, But I have led crowdfunding campaigns. I have consulted on crowdfunding campaigns. I have been brought in as an advisor in crowd- on crowdfunding p- campaigns at different stages and different levels. Basically, I have done this multiple times and each time is a different experience. Um, I think the benefit of me having like led them, created them, advised on them, consulted on them, it's given me the chance to see gaps that happen when you are planning a crowdfunding campaign. And so that's really what I want to talk about today. This is um, 10 Steps to crowdfunding success. And I'm just going to jump in because you know I like numbers. So number one is to validate your product or idea. One of, weirdly, the things I've seen more than once is somebody loves an idea and they think it's going to be great and their friends and family have told them it will be great. And friends and family are awesome. Don't get me wrong. But if you're not validating your idea outside of the friends and family who want to support you and who will you know, show up and tell you your idea is great, even if, you know, it's maybe not so great. You're missing an opportunity. And so it can be really scary to put your your baby, your new idea out there. It can be scary to get feedback. And, you know, sometimes the feedback we get is going to be wrong because the person giving it is not our ideal audience. They don't understand what it is. You know, lots of different reasons. So one of the things to think about when you're getting feedback, and this is, this applies to, you know, any area of your business, not just crowdfunding, but if the person who is speaking is your ideal audience, is the person who would be most likely to make this purchase, if they have questions or there, there are things that are not clear for them, then that is a really good clue for you to get really clear on that, to make it easier for them, right? We don't want them to have a speed bump. If the person giving feedback is not the ideal audience, they're not likely to buy it. They're not likely to promote it. They're not likely to share it with friends and family. Then their feedback is less important right? Like your neighbor across the street who doesn't understand what you do, their feedback is not as important as the person who might actually buy the product. So you need to validate, you need to get outside of your bubble, and you need to take feedback and ideas with an open heart, but also maybe a grain of salt. Number two would be to pick your platform. I think that a lot of times people skip to the step or they even skip to the rewards before they get to the platform. 
in all of the ones that I've run, I would not say, and I'm sure somebody who's maybe a crowdfunding expert might disagree with me, and that is fine. For the most part, I don't know that it makes a huge difference as far as your reach and as far as your impact that you can make on which platform you use. Kickstarter obviously is is so ubiquitous that it's basically a verb. But that's not the only one. There's lots. There's actually, when I was doing research on the blog post, there are so many fundraising sites that you can use and they kind of all have their own little niches and their own little, you know, special areas. Look at how they pay out, how much money they charge, what their rules are, right? So I think we all know that Kickstarter, if you don't get to that that number, whatever that fundraising goal is, you don't get anything. So that creates a lot of um, <laughs> stress and a lot of use it or lose it kind of vibes. Um, but then there's other ones like Indiegogo, which does not require you to meet the funding goal to keep whatever you earn. So those are different ways of looking at it. There are also some that are more niche, depending on what your industry is. In the show notes that I'm going to give you, the link that goes back to the blog post, there's actually a link in that blog post that breaks down the different um, fundraising platforms in a cool little graph. So you can see how much they charge and how they work. It's a really cool graph that I found for you. So after you've validated your product or your idea and you have chosen your platform, the next thing to do is to nail down your messaging. And this is where the marketing piece really starts to come in because your messaging is everything. The way that people are going to react to what you do outside of that friends and family circle is going to be based on what you what you're telling them, what you're telling them about your product, what you're telling them about yourself, what you are sharing with them about how your product is going to change the world and why it needs to be funded. And if you can't get really clear on your messaging, and again, that's going outside of friends and family, that is asking for feedback, that is asking for clarity, that is asking people to poke holes in your baby. And I know it's scary, but that kind of feedback will make it a better product and make it a better way for you to promote it because your messaging is going to flow through, you know, it's not just about making a cool video, although the video is also very important, but the messaging has to come before the video. You can't create the video and then expect to create the messaging because it's going to be, it's the wrong order and it won't match. So you have to get your messaging right before you make your video, before you write your about page, before you write updates, before you start collecting email addresses, like all of these pieces that go in to creating a really powerful crowdfunding campaign, you have to know what you're selling and you have to know how to talk about it in a way that gets people excited about it. And then we get to the fun part, which are the rewards and setting those up. Um, There's, again, in that blog post that I'm going to link in the show notes, there's hundreds, I've linked hundreds of ways of ideas that you can have for rewards. But beyond the ideas of what they are, Make sure that it does not cost you more money than you make. That's a mistake I've seen as somebody was giving a reward that actually cost more money than the person was pledging. So they were actually paying them to pledge, which did not make sense. Um, Make sure it's a reward that somebody is excited about. Like everybody wants to support you, or at least your friends and family immediately want to support you. But even then, they still want to get something out of it. They don't, otherwise they would just give you $40. When you're creating these perks or rewards or, you know, whatever the term is for the different platforms, make sure that it is something that somebody would want to have, not just because they're supporting you, but because they're getting a cool thing or a cool service. It used to be, you know, you'd see a lot of crowdfunding and it would be 
a $60 t-shirt and that's all you got was a t-shirt, right? That's not really the way that it works anymore. So definitely take a look at those links that are going to be in the show notes if you are stuck about what rewards you could offer if you're considering a crowdfunding um, project. Just like I said, be aware that the rewards have to be worth it, either because the product is amazing or because the service is amazing or because you've bundled some neat things together or because you have given extra access. Like there's so many different things that you can do. Just make sure that it's worth it to the people who are most likely going to be your contributors and your ideal customers. Next is more marketing things. This is planning your promotion. I honestly, like when somebody comes to me with a crowdfunding campaign and they want to launch it in a month, I always tell them, no, like you need more time because you are basically launching a mini business for 30 days or however long the crowdfunding piece happens. And that takes time to plan. It takes time to think. It takes time to get everything that you need ready and set up before you launch. So what I really recommend if you are considering a crowdfunding campaign is to write as much of every single piece of copy that you could think of that you would need. Make every single graphic that you think that you might need. Make every single video that you think that you might need and schedule them all out ahead of time. Don't wait until the day you need something to try to cram the graphic and the copy and get it out on time. I mean, and that works for you know, any business at any time, right? Like you don't want to be waiting until the last minute to do things. But when it comes to crowdfunding, there's such a time crunch and the time goes so fast. It seems like when you launch, you have 30 days or however long you set it to do it. And it seems like there's enough time. And I promise you, there is never enough time. Something else will come up in your life or your business that will distract you. And so the more that you can plan ahead of time, the more that you can create ahead of time, the better you will be because you will be less stressed and able to focus and react more in the moment versus feeling like you're constantly catching up. And we are up to number six, which is to gather your team. Again, this is something that happens a month or more in advance. This is not a last minute thing. And the reason that we're gathering a team is this amount of promotion that needs to happen, this amount of hand waving, this amount of flag waving, this amount of getting attention, you don't want to be the only one doing that. And by having a team that helps you, you can give them tasks, you can reach into their network, you can take some of the immense pressure off of you and spread it around a little bit so that you're not the only one talking about this. But what happens a lot of times is that our friends and family want to show up for us, they want to support us, They say, whatever you need, I'm here for you. Just let me know what you need, right? Or yes, I will share it or whatever they want to say. But a lot of times they don't have the same passion for our project. They they have a passion for us. They don't have a passion for our project. And they need direction and guidance and sometimes even writing the copy for them. Like, I want you to post on the 15th of the month and this is the post that I want you to make. You know, if you need to change the copy, go ahead. But here's like an outline of what I want you to say. That takes pressure off of them. Doing that is not pushy. That is a kindness to them so that they feel more confident that they are promoting what you wanted to promote in the way that you wanted to promote it. And they're able to better support you. That is not being pushy. That is not taking advantage of them. If they say they want to help, giving them direction and guidance is a kindness and it helps you too. And all of this, we're not even to the launch part yet. So 
The next one is building interest pre-launch. Again, another mistake I see is that somebody wants to do a crowdfunding and they don't start talking about it until the day the crowdfunding launches or the day before. And that does not work because people are busy. They will mean to remember that thing that you were talking about that was so important to you. But if the 30 days goes fast for you, imagine how fast it goes for them when all of the other things they have going on in their life. So what you need to do is build interest pre-launch. That involves talking about it. That involves hyping it. That involves bringing people who would be likely to support you along the journey through videos and behind the scenes and regular updates. I usually tell people if you're getting sick of talking about it and you're convinced that people are going to start unfollowing you, then that is usually about the right amount or not even enough still. Because there is so much going on in everybody's lives. There is so much noise in the world that it can be really hard to penetrate that noise. And that's why we have to be repetitive. That's why we have to talk about it more than we feel comfortable. That's why posting about it on a Monday and then not posting about it for two weeks is not sufficient. So when you are gathering your team, when you are talking about gathering interest pre-launch, a really good way to do that is to create an email list where people can sign up if they are interested. And you have to talk about it so much and keep pushing that email sign up, keep pushing that email sign up so that when you launch, you can then send them an email and reach them directly instead of trying to cut through the noise of of social media or of websites or of the crowdfunding platform itself and let them know that your crowdfunding campaign is live and this is how they can support you. And then you can reach out to them directly throughout the campaign to keep reminding them to keep asking them to share because this is, it is a weird combination of a marathon and a sprint that happens at the same time. And it is really strange to describe until you've lived through it a couple of times. It's a lot of fun, but the more you can do pre-work, the the happier you, you will be, the more your campaign will run smoothly. So let's say you are at the halfway point of your campaign, and this is a, about the point where fatigue kind of can set in around day 20, day 21 of any kind of 30-day progress, right? You have reached out to everybody. You have asked them to promote. You have done all of these things. And you still have time left and maybe you haven't met your goal yet. And maybe you're nervous about meeting your goal. The thing is to keep going. It is really easy to think, I'm just going to give up. I'm, it, it's not going to happen. But most campaigns do make the majority of their money in those first, I think the first third um, is like when they usually make their money. But that doesn't mean that they can't be successful, even if it's stalled, even if you need to revive it. Um, even if you are tired of posting about it, even if you think that nobody wants to hear it, you have to keep going. It is the way that the crowdfunding works. And like I said, it's a weird mix of marathon and sprint that you just have to go through. Um, so if you are feeling stuck, if you're feeling uninspired, you know, rediscover your passion for it and keep going to get through the finish line. And somewhat related to keep going is Again, you have to find your second wind. You have to get reinvigorated because if you are reinvigorated, then the crowdfunding effort and everything else becomes reinvigorated. If you are tired of it, if you are bored of it, if you have lost your interest in it or you have lost your motivation, it really will show even if you plan things ahead of time because you'll stop posting, you'll stop promoting, you'll stop being excited about it. And so look for that chance to grab your second wind and just keep going. 
And then finally, you know, you've made it through the last thing that I think is crucial for crowdfunding success is to celebrate the outcome. Whatever the outcome is, whether you made your goal or you didn't make your goal, celebrating the outcome is incredibly important because you've done something really amazing. You put yourself out there in a completely unique way that you've probably never done before. You put your product out there if you're doing a product that maybe you've never done before. You've done all of this work and you've worked hard and you have earned a chance to celebrate. Like I said, even if you didn't reach your goal, you still get to celebrate and you still get to be really proud of what you did. So that is my 10 steps to crowdfunding success. I am going to go over the list very, very quickly in case you missed the titles of anything. But like I said, this is an audio version of a written blog post. The blog post has tons of links. It's kind of a a giant link resource for crowdfunding success and ideas. So number one, you have to validate your your product or your idea. And it has to be outside of your friends and family circle. Number two, you need to pick your platform based on your goals, based on the kind of campaign that you want to run based on the funding options. Number three is to nail down your messaging. That means you have to be really clear about why this is an amazing product or service and you have to be able to translate that across all the different platforms to all of the different ears that are going to be hearing it. You also need to make your rewards pop. They need to be something that somebody is willing to purchase, not just give you money. You need to gather a team. This is your crack team of people who are going to support you. And then you need to tell them what to do. You are not taking advantage of them by giving them directions. You need to build interest pre-launch. I think this is probably the most important one of all of them. And it's one of the biggest mistakes I see. You cannot decide that you're going to have a crowdfunding campaign on Monday and then launch it on Tuesday in the vast majority of cases. I'm sure that there is somebody who has done it Um, And I'm sure that it was amazing. But in the vast majority of cases, you cannot decide to do something like this one day and then have it be successful the next day. You need to keep going. Even if you're bored with it, even if you can't stand the idea of thinking about it again, you need to keep going. And even more than that, you have to get a second wind. You have to become reinvigorated again. You have to fall in love with your project. You have to be excited to do it. And then finally, you get to celebrate the outcome. Again, whether or not you made it, it matters, obviously, because you had a goal in mind and you had a a dream. But the fact that you have done this thing is really special and unique and you should celebrate. So that is the wrap up of this particular podcast episode. If you have any questions, um, my email is Gwen at Gwen Montoya. I'm always happy to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Hopefully this was helpful. And I will see you next time.